hello and welcome to the incredibly influential and highly successful podcast. I'm incredibly influential. And I am highly successful. Today is Wednesday, the 22nd of March, 2023. And I think we both pretty much just got done with uh, with watching Mandalorian Season 3. It's been a little bit longer for me, but... But uh, yeah, what are what are what are your thoughts? Yeah. You know, we're at the halfway point. You know, well, yeah, that is the milestone we're marking for why we're talking about it. I Indeed. mean, you just made me watch it. Like, I did right before at this gunpoint. podcast. At yeah. gunpoint, yeah. you refused to start this until I had seen it. So here we are, and I I watched it. I mean, I think it's. It's cool so far. I think there's a lot more. I I mean I'm still a sucker for the first season, but I mean there's yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, cool things they're implementing into this show for for this new season. Uh, yeah, I think I don't, I don't know where to start honestly. <laughs> I I think I think definitely I want to say, um, right off the bat we're getting a lot more plot we're 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 going at it all killer no filler except for the filler um because there's a little bit of filler (laughs) but like the other episodes were so much filler so much filler season one season two you're telling me you didn't like the frog lady story oh my god that didn't like influence your your take on the entire show. Let's just say that that frog lady arc was not incredibly influential. Let, let's just say that. Mm. Yeah, we yeah. can agree. It was, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not my favorite. But, but I, I will agree. Like, I I would say that this season has moved along a lot more yeah. than the others. I think even there was one episode where you know, the Mandalorian spends less time in the spotlight. And there was still a lot to be said in that one episode. I think it's Absolutely. really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's I I think this is the strongest um start for a for a Mandalorian season. Ah no, no. Season two had a pretty good start, honestly. Yeah, uh, right. Timothy Oliphant is just incredible, just in general. Go watch Justified if you haven't already. He's oh. great. Oh, yeah. well. Haven't seen it. Oh, go watch it. Go watch it. It's so good. I mean... I can't I can't lie, though. This show just makes me miss Andor. <laughs> I'm really? Just, I'm still coming really? off that wave. Well, I don't know. I just like the, the subtlety... And uh, there's just a lot of there's just a lot of that in that show that is like seen but not said. I don't know. Uh, I think I think Obi Wan still still the best. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's a hot take. Your cap. I still think Obi Wan Kenobi is the best show. I Disney's know your cap. It's not. It's not cap. It's not cap. It's 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 got the best performances by a fucking country mile. You know, are you seriously going to tell me that Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and fucking James Earl motherfucking Jones are like, like that they can be topped? Of course they can. They're perfect in every way. It's, it's. Uh, 
the problem is that's not what most of this show was about or that show was about but little baby leia did a good job too she well yeah i didn't know that you liked the show so much oh my god i love that's a very that's a very differing opinion than most people but i can't talk to most people about star wars i don't know what's happened Uh, yeah i would uh, say most people on the internet give it shit and it's it's, ridiculous because it was so fucking good i thought it would genuinely i thought it was perfect i and i think andor andor maxes out at a seven and a half out of ten that is my hot take i like that show a lot more but i will i I will stand by it because i i think if you marathoned it if you marathon that shit all in a row there would be a lot of fucking filler, you know, the, the, they, they did those little pod things that like agents of shield did back in the day. Um, but like, uh, the, the middle episode, the middle episode always dragged so hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, the episodes two and four and six, and I think, what was it? Eight as well. Cause wasn't in a nine episode show. Yeah. All those episodes dragged. The pacing was so fucking ass in those episodes. Right? I I kind of liked spending more time with these characters. They just made them more sympathetic. But we're this is not the focus. This is True. not the focus. Yeah. yeah. I think I I I think definitely um uh I I, I think Mando's doing pretty good job. I would say, yeah, I don't know. I think it's good. I think it's it's very, very yeah, good. Yeah, I remember just watching the first episode and being like, man, I forgot how much I missed this kind of live-action Star Wars. There's just such a such a, a scale that can be brought forth from the yeah, universe. That, that, that was my favorite part about the uh, – about – really the Disney era of Star Wars, you know, like you can say all you want about how, Oh, legends was better. Legends was better. It wasn't. You just have hindsight bias. But what you can really say is that Disney is bringing their a game in terms of quantity. They are throwing money at what the fuck ever. And it is beautiful because you're just getting everything. Can you, can you blame them? I I don't know if, I mean, they probably made money back on that four billion dollar investment. As I'm as presenting. a as an investor myself, as a a partial owner of Star Wars, I think they're doing a great fucking job. They're I mean, they're not making me money. I'm losing money on stocks, but they they're doing a good job <laughs> to bring it back up. So, <laughs> um, all right then. But yeah, oh my god, it's 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 been really really. I would say it's been a new renaissance for Star Wars. Like, since 2015, you know, the only things that I haven't liked, the only things that I thought were better back when it was, uh, back when Lucasfilm was independent, was um, the animation. I definitely, I noticed a downgrade in the animation. But everything else has been an uptick. Oh, I feel like animation has improved since, since the... Well, remember the new rain. Remember when? All right, so Disney bought uh, Star Wars election week of two thousand and twelve, 
and that's about when season five of Clone Wars was coming out. Yeah, but you that's have to the ag- peak. That's the peak. That, or no, season that, six was the peak. Season six was the peak. I, 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 uh, I'll go back and I'll say that. That's a. That's a. I don't know. I mean, I've. I for for what the Bad Batch is worth, I've actually been enjoying it, and the second season has been every. Oh, the bit second season was miles better than the first, but I still think it will never. It doesn't have the same feel that Clone Wars does, and I I can't put my finger on it, but I think it's it's that they sort of when they I went into to for Rebels, me it does for me it does by a lot. I just. There's something nice to, you know, still have Star Wars animation just to like. Yeah, I get that. But it's just like it it just feels like there's something missing. Clone Wars had something that Bad Batch and I I think it's the tonal dissonance, right? Like when you went into a, a Clone Wars arc, you know, you had a pretty decent idea of what the tone was going to be throughout. You know, they had some lighter ones in the beginning and then towards the the middle, you know, it sort of got dark because it sort of grew with the audience. You know, you'd still get some like lighter toned episodes with some like dark moments like um, the droid arc, the D squad arc. Um, uh, I think you you get like a bit of everything in this show, though. I think it's still like really the next step in Star Wars animation. Uh, like, I, I don't... I, I, I think some of the characters are not quite as mature as they should be. Because, you know... Um, I think that's fine, because that gives them room to grow in the show. Because I think they do. I think Wrecker has devolved. I think Wrecker has become more annoying and more childlike since he was introduced in the Bad Batch episodes of Clone Wars. I, I will admit, I think that the show does struggle to give every character like, it's I don't know, it's like proper limelight in the show in like I, a good yeah. pace. See, because... what sucks is what sucks is, right? What purpose? It's does... hard to do that though. What purpose does Echo serve in the Bad Batch? What does he do that cannot already be done by the other characters? He could guard the ship. That's it. That's it. That's all he does. That's that's all he can do. It was he a pretty important bring... job. It was a pretty important job. You could see how they'd suffer not having someone able to do that. Yeah, but like... Capable of doing it. But what purpose does he serve like uniquely in terms of the Bad Batch that couldn't already be done by tech, you know? Oh, he's got his fucking robot arm? Fucking tech could figure it out. He's a fucking super genius motherfucker. You know, he'll he'll fucking figure it out. You know? It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous that... Uh, yeah, no. I just... I I don't think okay. it's... I, I think it's it's a... I, I think Wrecker needs to be on the same level as he was in Clone Wars. And Omega needs to be on the same level as Ahsoka. Or I'm done watching, honestly. But the, That's kind the, of a tough comparison. You want you want this. Okay. I didn't to... think Ahsoka was annoying back when I started watching in two thousand eight. Okay. 
I don't understand what the problem is. I think they could just do it. I think they could just make her, they could make Omega as likable as season one Ahsoka, and I would be fine. But she's not. Well, that might just be you. I think she's still a compelling character in the show. Compelling, maybe, but like, there's just something irritating about her. It's something off, but I think it's part of the whole, there's uh, the, the the lack of like tonal cohesion right because like uh, i don't know remember... a lot of this show is about her and yeah. i think they they like kind of show a pretty substantial arc for this character you know yeah i just don't all right so do you remember back in bad batch season one where there was like an episode where they like uh they had to go kill that one monster it was pretty uh uh it was pretty forgettable, honestly. I think I think it was like episode three, right? Season one, episode three. But while they were doing that, Crosshair. But uh, they don't kill the monster. No, no, they don't. They don't because Omega finds a way not to. Oh, but that's but here's what I'm getting to, right? So while they're doing that, they're having like goofy, lighthearted fun with the monster, you know. Um, Crosshair takes a squad of. Like takes a fucking death squad and executes a bunch of innocent civilians and has to shoot one of his own squad because they won't go through with it. That's the kind of tonal whiplash I'm talking about. And it was a problem with Rebels, and it's a problem here. And I don't like it. How is it a problem in Rebels? Rebels had a lot of the, like, tonal whiplash, right? Because a great example of that in Rebels is Ahsoka and Darth Vader are fighting to the fucking death on on Malachor, right? And fucking Ezra. Oh my fucking god, I hate Ezra. Uh, he's, he's just cracking jokes. He's like, oh, I still got a, I, I got a lot more training to do. While fucking Ahsoka's getting her ass kicked and she's about to fucking die. Okay? I mean, they, they're just very different characters. I don't think the tone was, like, cut because of something that he said. It's, but it's, it's like that Marvel thing, right? It's, it's the Marvel movie tone where it's serious moment, serious moment, serious moment, and then fucking Tony Stark's like, well, that mm, just I, happened. I have to disagree. I mean, I just think, like, I don't know, the writing for these moments just makes sense for the characters. So it's not really as that anything suffers from it like it kind of does in marvel movies because that's 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 not really written i don't know like you just don't expect these characters to say this kind of stuff in their their uh mediums i don't expect that kind of thing in star wars honestly i i don't think it really happens i think there's like in here and I, I feel like I've seen it bad. Like, I've seen where, like, the writing doesn't match what these characters would be like. Uh, I'm not going to point out any specific ones, but I don't think it happens here. It's, it's you know, I think that's cool that they do, like, this tonal shift, because it really shows you a very, uh, I don't know, like, it's very different between these two characters, and they can... It can still exist within well, the same it's not show. About the, it's not about the two different characters. It's about the 
it's about the the amount of time between it's it's the instant cutting to cracking jokes and 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 you know cracking lies and shit it's not really instantaneous either i mean but they never let the serious moments breathe they never let the serious moments breathe they never allow a gradual transition it's always like a, a big snap right because like think about it like this right do you remember the darth maul episode when it goes to tatooine all right when it goes to tatooine darth maul's going to tatooine is this is it this is the end of his arc he's going he's gonna go fucking kill obi-wan or he's gonna die he's done he's ready to go and yet fucking ezra and chopper have to be there the whole yeah. fucking time. Well, they do because that's how. I mean, it's just how the story works. I don't. I don't understand how that can be your complaint. Right. And like, we right. wouldn't even get there if it wasn't for these two characters coming. The show is about those characters. The show the is up. The Clone Wars is about Ahsoka, Obi Wan, and Anakin. Yeah, and but there you're, are not certain episodes about, you're not talking about. You're not talking about Clone appear. Wars. I know Rebels is a direct sequel to Clone Wars. Or Bad Batch Uh, is the direct sequel. Literally the direct sequel. But but Rebels is supposed to be the sequel to Clone Wars. If if Bad Batch is a direct sequel and it doesn't feature these people you describe as the main characters of the show, is that like... I don't know. It's fine. It's its its own story. Well, well, I'm bitching about Rebels. I'm bitching about Rebels here. But like, imagine how good it would have been if we would have gotten a whole episode just maul just just like experiencing this with him i'm not really... gonna lie i think that would have been pretty boring no i think he's a really compelling i think the best thing that uh uh clone wars did was rehabilitate darth maul because in the phantom menace he has three lines who and and, and he's voiced by a pretty uh, uh, you know, decently famous person. If if you're in the UK, everybody knows who Peter Serafinowicz is. You know, he he's great. He's a pretty good comedian. He's really funny. Um, and and they let him do the voice. You know, for 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 Darth Maul, he gets three lines, and then he gets cut in half like a bitch. You know, oh, they Darth... didn't have Ray Park say those lines. No, that was Peter Serafinowicz. That's funny as hell. I did not right? know that. Yeah. They had him dubbed in the Phantom Menace. They did. Absolutely. And he must have sounded kind of funky or <laughs> I don't know. But that's wow, cool. Yeah. Cool. But but like the Clone Wars did such a good job rehabilitating Darth Maul's image and making him a compelling fucking character. I mean, he still was great in the Phantom Menace. Let's not let's not knock that off. He has no character. He has no motivation. He says, oh, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi and we'll have revenge. Revenge for what? What did they do to you? What are you so pissed about? Well, that, you then you have... Well, that's kind of what you're curious about, you know? Like, a lot of Star Wars is kind of like them just saying shit. And then, like, you know, it's just to tell you that they have a history. But you don't really know what that but history we... is. And it's only been expanded because things have been made afterwards like remember we got that clone wars line drop in 1977 and we didn't get anything about that until like 30 
years later, or less than a little less than thirty years, years later. Twenty years. Yeah, later. that's still a long time to have something in the first entree of this, uh, or entry of this. Well, there's a I difference know, between there's a difference not between having that, anything about it. There's a difference no, between there's that and not. having villain motivation. Your villain has to have a motivation. So does Vader, and his motivation is like, you know, he's he wants here. to kill Obi Wan. He clearly wants yeah, to kill Obi-Wan. He wants to exact revenge. And you have no idea why. And but it's something. It's something. We we know that's what he the wants. Same, that's the same extent of but, like, all right, what you but get. But Darth Maul Darth doesn't Maul. have a he doesn't have a personal tie to anyone except Darth Sidious. He doesn't have a personal tie to anyone. If it's a personal revenge motivation, then that's something. But he has a revenge motivation against Jedi as a concept, and that's it. And that's all we know about him. And that's then pretty, that's Clone pretty Wars, good enough. Like our main characters are Jedi. It would be it would suck to be Jedi and have this guy being wanting to exact revenge on you all. <laughs> I'm just saying. But with Clone Wars, we get motivations for him. We get to we get to see. Oh, he grew up on Dathomir, and it fucking was shitty. He got taken away from his mommy, and and she got betrayed by Sidious, because he, all he really wanted was the fruit of her loins. You know, that's that's compelling character. You know. Okay. And we get to if see. You say so. And we get to see how he he wants to get this power, but he's afraid of Sidious. He wants to he wants to go you, you know we're, we're thinking like does he want to make it on his own? Does he want to go back to being Sidious's puppet? You it's know, really we get to funny. see that. You you say that like oh we got so much backstory to understand understand Maul better as a character from the Clone Wars when I think that a lot of the backstory that we get that makes him more compelling comes from the Phantom Menace and our understanding of that movie and uh, how the, it translates into the Clone Wars. I th- all right, I think think about this. Think about this. Try this we on for size. Get, we watch him get cut in half. Yeah. All right. Try this on for his size. Prestige. All right. What if there was no Count Dooku? There was no General Grievous. Darth Maul was the secondary villain through the whole trilogy. What if? Okay, what if? And and instead of all the the character motivation and the and the backstories and and all that shit that we got for Dooku, and and all the screen time that we got for Dooku, we got <laughs> more Darth Maul. We Yo, got more Darth would, Maul. That would suck. No, would, it would be the tits. No, it would, it would be not. great. It would because not. we would just get the same Obi Wan Darth Maul banter. But we would just get it in a live-action fucking movie. It would be awesome. You would lose out such an integral piece of what George Lucas was trying to, like, do with the prequels. Like, Dooku is the voice of, like, the person within the good system that realizes the... Alright, get rid of General Grievous, then. And democracy is corrupt. Get rid of Grievous, then. You could get rid of another villain, I guess. But yeah, like, what, you could what absolutely would, get rid of Grievous. What would you add? I don't know. I think it's you would still... add in Darth Maul. <laughs> you would use him again. It would be I, great. I love but... Grievous. I love Grievous. 
he's, he's okay. He's got, he's got he's the okay. best line. I mean, there's so many good lines in Revenge of the Oh, Sith, oh. I, speaking I, of I, speaking of, of General Grievous, <laughs> my, right. uh, uh, a little tangent. My friend came to visit over last week. Um, uh, my friend Jacob. I, I think I've told mm-hmm. you guys all about. Uh, so, uh, he he. We were going to the aquarium. Um, you know, it was cool. And, and he, he brought up something, um, very important. Uh, he said, uh, genital grievous. And, and, uh, and he was like, you know, imagine if it was like, uh, the dildo bats from Saints Row 3 and he just had four of them. (laughs) (laughs) And that was his main weapon. Uh, He's onto something. Oh, yeah. He also, he also said a. He also said a pretty funny, pretty funny joke, right? Um, this this has nothing to do with Star Wars, but I thought it was very funny. Um, uh, so you have to be very careful when you jack off on a boat, because uh, it can only handle a certain amount of semen. I don't, I don't think you heard that. I what heard I it. said was, <laughs> it can only handle a certain amount of semen. Uh, fuck you! I thought it was funny. <laughs> it wasn't even my joke. So, so you yeah, not laughing, Jacob's. you not laughing doesn't hurt I'm me. Sh- it hurts him. No, I think, I think it. A lot of something essential to jokes is delivery. I delivered your fucking mom. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, uh, if that's all the. The jokes you have fuck you <laughs> shut the fuck up uh fucking but back to mandalorian i feel i feel like this encapsulates my feelings on the mandalorian quite a bit which like is that the fact that we have a pre-established backstory for these characters because they've had seasons of television that help no and them no my watch the most recent season no my feelings on this is that we start off talking about the Mandalorian, but then we start talking about other Star Wars projects because fundamentally they're more interesting than the Mandalorian. I think the Mandalorian is solid TV, looks good, has a good tone, good feel. You know, all the directors bring their own little spin on it, but they're still, you know, a, a through line because John Favreau, you know, he keeps it tight. Um, At did the you same notice time, they who directed made... this this yeah. most recent episode? It was Carl yeah. Weathers. Hell yeah. Yes. I've been watching Good the Rocky man. movies, too, because I, I wanted to... I've never seen them before. I'm watching them all out of order, too. So I am I watched Ew. Creed 1, Creed 2, and now I'm watching Rocky 1, and I'm going to go all the way through, and then I'm going to go see Creed 3. Well, if you haven't watched Rocky, the first one, that's the only one I've watched, but... I'm, like, wow. halfway through, but it's really good. Yeah. I don't, I don't think... Uh... I, mean, I don't think I, a lot of people realized Sylvester Stallone wrote it too, and yeah. he, yeah, and yeah. it's fucking terrible that he doesn't have the rights to his own world and character. If he didn't yeah. know that, it's anywho. It's Star Wars shitty stuff. Star okay. Wars. We have to fucking talk about Star Wars. Oh my god. Mm, mm, mm. Um. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna say that like. I, I don't know. You just made me watch this episode, and you're telling me that these characters don't have the same kind of development. 
that other shows do. And I feel like it's oh, I'm not, the show. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, I think it's just. I think it, it's just it's less just... interesting in concept than some of the other shows. But it's still well made. I, you know, I, I still think it's like a seven or eight out of ten. It's just fundamentally, we're not getting like. It's not like the most interesting Star Wars show. I would say Andor is probably more interesting in concept. I thought but... this episode was great. This episode was really. Oh no, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining was, at all. What I was, what I was uh, hungering for, to come from this season. This, this had like so many, I don't know, like parts and pockets of important moments for these characters. To, I thought uh, it was help you understand them, and they kind of grow a little bit. Like they. They've made this season a lot more about Bo-Katan, which is just, like, I, I don't know why I didn't expect that coming into the season, but I'm yeah. pleasantly surprised by that. Like, they've really, um, like, they've done so much to her in this one season alone. It's kind of crazy. They, I like it. I like it a lot, honestly. The, the, the... Uh, they've made her just as much a part of the show as like the Din Din Jarin. Yeah, they they've expanded her so fucking much since because uh, she first showed up in I think it was the episode where um, Ahsoka and Lux Bonteri accidentally joined Death Watch. Um, well, Ahsoka accidentally does. Yeah, <laughs> Lux intentionally does, but that's because he's an idiot. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Oh, the naivete. And then and then, uh, but yeah, Bo-Katan, You know, she was like a bit part in that. We got nothing from her. She's just barely anything. It's like, uh, oh, she's hanging out with. She's Pre-Visla. the muscle. She's Are the they... muscle. She like does the thing that Vader does. She kind of like grabs Ahsoka's chin. Mm-hmm. Like hey, we <laughs> you all know, we love these little nods. Hey, it repeats. Yeah. And then, but but you know, in season five we get oh she's Satine's sister, uh, and then season oh, yeah. six that is like a big information drop. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We love now. These did sibling, she have sibling drops? So apparently, she is not the mother of Satine's nephew, and we still have yet to find out who that is. And he is yet to show up. Is as he well. dead? I thought he died. Honestly, he uh, that is not confirmed. Wikipedia has not confirmed that. All right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anywho, he he has not shown up yet. Um. But but then we got you know their siblings, and then in season seven. Bo-Katan comes back. She, you know, we, we get to see a little bit more of her in the Mandalore arc. Um, yeah, you you skipped a big gap. Uh, well, she wasn't in season six. Well, she was in Rebels. It doesn't count. Rebel, uh, I, Rebels comes she after. She was good Rebels. in that show, though. I she mean... looked terrible. Her character design was terrible. Everyone looked terrible in that show. Every yeah. single person looked terrible in that show. Yeah, it, it, was, it was rough. It was I rough. think a... I think I would be a lot more forgiving of Rebels if it didn't look so god awful. Oh my god. It the funny physically thing, hurts to watch. 
the funny thing is like it's mostly just the style i would say that like graphically the show is still like pretty high end it just looks so different than the clone wars that's really i don't know that's really my takeaway i don't know i was just like watching it kind of recently and i was like wow these characters do have a lot of detail they just kind of look weird some of them some look weirder than others like bo katan just uh yeah. They I think they well, it's hard to like gauge this stuff too because it's such a huge timeline. Like she looks like that. Yeah. And then before we before we go into the commercial break, because we have to do that. Okay. I want I want to give my top five things that look terrible in Rebels. <laughs> the the things that look the worst. I, this okay. is not in any order, but uh number five, Yoda looks terrible. Number two, Bo Katan looks terrible. Number three, skinny lightsabers. Number four, the fucking helmets. Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers. Mm, they got the meanie face with the frowny face. Mm, oh, so man. Angry. Ralph McQuarrie concept art in, put into animation. Animation looks terrible. Uh, yeah. It, it, it looked great on paper. Looked great on paper. There's a reason why it was concept art. That's all I'm going to say. And number one, Ezra's stupid fucking giant fucking nose. If he did a backstroke at the beach, people would run the fuck away because they'd think that fucking Jaws was there. That's how big his nose is. I fucking hate it. I hate his stupid face. And I hate his voice, too. But anywho, we gotta do the commercial break. Okay. (laughs) We'll see you in a bit. This episode has been generously sponsored by skunknuggetparenting.com, run by my own talented mother. Parenting is hard. Sometimes, kids and parents are like night and day. It can be very hard to get on the same page with them, and a lot of parents have anxiety that maybe they're doing it all wrong. Luckily, there is a service out there that can help. Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions is a company that provides parent coaching services, resource referrals, and psychological profiling, along with 24-7 phone and text access in an all-virtual program. Plus, the first consultation is free. In order to get this amazing service, please visit skunknuggetparenting.com. That is skunknuggetparenting.com. Thank you to Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions for sponsoring this episode. Thank you all for listening. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, but yeah, Bo-Katan, Rebels, she did stuff there. Um... It really, it really, for better or worse, I do like that a lot of these arcs tie into shit that happened in, <clears throat> in, uh, Rebels, Clone Wars, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I, li- I like that they are doing, like, an MCU thing where they're like, if you didn't watch, fuck you. No, they're not. I think... I think the cool part about Star Wars is that you can watch it in any order and you're just kind of wound up in the universe. You don't really need any like back steps. Even with the first movie, you know, you just I th- like, I think the movies are all brought... like that. I or no, I think the first 6 movies are like that, but I think I think and and like Clone Wars the show because it's an anthology series and it's all out of order anyway, you know, it's like that. But I think um, I, I think definitely the Mandalorian is taking that different approach because 
You don't know who the fuck Bo-Katan is. You don't know her history with the Darksaber. You don't know anything about that shit. You don't you know? need to, because the show already establishes its own canon with these items. And it kind of works for the show. Like, you... It really does. I think because, you know, you have Bo-Katan be this completely different Mandalorian that Din meets, and she's just, you know, she's a fucking badass. She's fighting off these Imperials. She knows Jedi. She knows a lot of Jedi. So you just know that this character is, like, big. And it kind of, like, doing that in the show could make you more interested in other Star Wars projects, but it doesn't mean you have to watch it to get, like, fully immersed in these projects. The same goes with the Darksaber. Like, you know... Question. Question. You just, like, the reveal of Gideon having it and seeing this completely unique sword and knowing that it's in the hand of someone who is Imperial and that this this one Mandalorian who kicks ass and knows Jedi is like, wow, this is a really important piece. And, like, you know, there's just so much you can do in, like, live action okay. than you can in animation to, to kind of make these, you know steps in the plot where like you know she's like oh shit this guy has the sword and i can't get it back and i you know this is but a really what about important ahsoka? piece but what about ahsoka what about you ahsoka? absolutely need to know that she uh was trained by darth vader you absolutely need to know that in the mandalorian you don't you do because she mentioned because she says you know i've seen this kind of anger before i've seen it who did she see it with, Maxwell? Who did she see? And then in the book of Boba Fett, you don't you don't understand. She's like, wait, what the fuck? She has a history with Luke's dad. What the fuck? Where did that come from? I, you gotta. I think you absolutely need to watch Clone Wars and Rebels Fett. But anyhow, we can agree to disagree on that. Here's something I, that really I pissed me off. Disagree. Yeah. Here's something that, that really pissed me off. Why hasn't Bo-Katan been like, yo, I knew your dad or uncle or whatever the fuck to, uh, uh, what's his name? Paz Vizsla. Why, why isn't he like, yeah, I used to hang out with your fucking dad, bro. <laughs> I used to, I used to hang with him. We were kind of, we were kind of, you know. Well, there's you know. a lot, there's a lot so, to unpack if she were to tell, she were to indulge that man. Like, hey. Oh my God. Wait. I was there when his head rolled down the stairs. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my fucking god. What if, what if, what if, oh my god. What if Paz Vizsla is Bo-Katan and Pre Vizsla's love child? What if? Dude, wouldn't that be fucking crazy? It also seems like they did not have that kind of relationship. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I was kind of getting it. I was kind of thinking like, you know, warrior to warrior, and then like, you know, on the side, you know, why not? You know, that I, I totally got that vibe. I was like, I think he's hitting it. I think he's hitting it on the side. I think that would be such a cool reveal. I think that's why they haven't acknowledged it. That, that has to be why they haven't acknowledged it. I don't know. I, I mean, isn't Vizsla like, like a clan? Wouldn't that happen? I mean, it's, it's hereditary too, but Yeah. I, I think I think what if Bo-Katan is Ragnar's grandma and that's why she was like so gung-ho to go after him, you know? I think it's just a kid. And no, no, it, no, 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 know, no. People would be obligated to save a child. Yes, but 
she went she absolutely led the fucking charge there you know i think no absolutely his dad did his dad okay he also did that mr john favreau (laughs) in armor I well, there's a reason why he sounds exactly like Pre Vizsla because John Favreau also did the voice for Pre Vizsla. Yeah, I think there has to be a connection there. They wouldn't yeah, it's give almost him like the they're name. Played by the same person. Yes, but why would actor. they be played by the same person if they're not going? Star Wars loves those fucking family connections. Oh, everybody's fun- related to somebody. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to find out that it's actually pre Vizsla's head on an entire cyborg body, but oh, it's like ginormous. Oh, like like Rothgar Dang from Rise of Skywalker? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I have to fish through like my backlogs to remember it's anything about that movie. It's Dengar. It's Dengar on a robot body. Oh, yeah. They put that as like a canon thing. That they haven't confirmed it yet, but they said it was a rumor, and I think they probably will confirm it. But, Bro, absolutely. Leave, Den- leave Dengar alone. Nice cringe. Dengar's justice, cringe. Justice for Dengar. He's cringe. Dengar's justice cringe. for Dengar. Han Solo did him dirty in Legends. But I, I it's my canon. Justice for Aura Singh. Fucking Woody Harrelson pushed her off a cliff. Yeah, Woody Harrelson is in Star Wars. That, that that's fact. hilarious to me fucking woodrow harrelson that's not his real name but i mean it might be actually i don't know i mean he was like a really fun star wars character not yeah. gonna lie i uh, would watch a show about him and his fucking wife that would be awesome dude they could That'd be do awesome that. they could just throw a new spinoff and they grew up on the uh, on the Nautilus home planet too, so that would be really cool. We got to see more of those. I like Nautilus. I think they're badass. I think he just said that he'd retire there. Not that no, it's confirmed there. that he's from Gleansum. Oh, oh my god! It, okay. Can I just say it's so yeah. fucking nice to have someone who gets all these motherfucking references? Because fucking Danny would never. Danny would never. He watched A New Hope for when we did that script that script reading, and that was it. Yeah, it is cool to to know someone, talk to someone who knows this much. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find because it's I don't know what it is. It, I mean, it's it's kind of a big universe. It really is. Like you have to really like Star Wars to really be caught up with everything that's in Star Wars because there's just uh, there's so much of it. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, between you and I, we've we've got our own love for this. So. Oh yeah. But oh fuck. Anywho, definitely I think I think if we're doing predictions, I th- I think we can save that towards the end, but we can if if we're doing predictions, see either by the end of season 3 or by season 4, that's going to be the reveal. Um I'm not I'm not counting it. But it you has can to be. You know what? I'll th- I'll throw 20 bucks on that, if the show is over and there's no family connection, or if there is a family connection, I'll give you a twenty. Just for if, the if hell there's of a it. if there is a family connection between all right, all right. So are you saying if it's if Paz Vizsla and Pre Vizsla are directly related or collaterally no, related? No, I mean your like crazy theory that Bo Katan is like the granddaughter, grandmother 
of of this of this oh, like of the kid of the kid man. of the no 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 kid? no 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 Bo-Katan is Paz's mom Paz's son is Ragnar the kid who got abducted yeah yeah so that that's that's my that's my theory right yeah cuz she's like 50 like like confirmed she is 50, like at least 50 if not 60 and might I say, Katie Sackhoff is about that age, too. She's looking phenomenal for her age. Wow. Fucking whatever her skincare routine is. Good for her. Absolutely. But, point stands. Absolutely. that I, I will take that bet. If, if, if they ever confirm it, you will owe me $20. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but, if there's but, some crazy family connection that they want to do. Yeah. Other predictions it. later. All right. So let's talk about episode three. Let's let's go back, switch gears. We'll talk about episode three. What did you think? I liked it a lot. I I think Doctor the the guy who they got to play Doctor Pershing, I think he, um, this I'm, actress I'm this actress who plays Elia Kane. I forget who she is. She was in Quantumania. She was in, yeah, she's fucking jacked, but she was in Quantumania, and I hated well, her. Well, I meant, like, big as in, like, she's a big actress. Oh, yeah. But, um, Katie O'Brien, that's who it is. She, yeah, um, I thought she was. like, she was given a really small role in season two, and people were like, how, why did they, why is she so underutilized? And then they just, they did this. They gave her a whole episode. She's in Quantumania? Oh, she yes. is in Quantumania. Yes. That's right. She's that random... That Resistance leader mess. lady. Yeah, she oh was terrible. God. She was terrible in that. That movie was just not... I did not like it. But I don't like it either. It was terrible. But and... she was she was good in this one. She was scheming. She was like, she was. Yeah, I that was definitely great. that definitely confirms that uh, Peyton Reed is just a fucking terrible director. I, I I think that just confirms it, because, oh my god, this oh man needed this man needed some help on that movie from I, anybody anybody I, really. I, I fucking think... said it before and I'll say it again in uh, Ant Man one. He had like the, most of the movie was already directed by Edgar Wright, so all he had to do was like come in and finish it. So yeah, he I... had the Edgar Wright bits in there, and then he reused some of those bits in a, in Ant Man and the Wasp. And then by Quantumania, he has no more Edgar Wright left, so it's just fucking him. And he has no style, he has no creativity, he has no anything. He's brainless, witless, nothing. He's he's a fart in a whirlwind. Is is all he is. Which is ironic because he direct he directed the the final episode of uh whatchamacallit? season two uh, of, of the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, really. Yeah. And when I think of that episode, do you know what I don't think of? The direction, because it's bland as fuck. He's lucky that they got Luke Skywalker to fucking show up to overshadow how boring that episode was. Mm. Boring. 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 
Yeah. I, I still like that episode, but I didn't know that Peyton Reed directed it. Yeah. Just knowing that drops at a few points in my book. <laughs> just just the, the idea that he got to touch it just makes me a little bit upset. <laughs> I, you know, maybe this man will have a redemption arc. I doubt down it. The line. Who knows? I doubt it. But uh, um, he's, he's got a lot of rom-coms under his belt. Yeah, and they all suck. They all fucking suck. Uh, but I think I think it was cool to see her scheming. I thought it was cool to actually let her act. That's cool. That was cool. Yeah, yeah she got to be a, more of a, a character. She got to actually be a character and she give got a to performance. Be a character. And do something. Yeah, that's that's fun. She got to do her fucking job for once. But it yeah. just, it was so cool. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's really grown on me that that episode. Just I, yeah. Just I, the you... the world building of the the new republic as being like a really, I, I don't know, just Corrupt. a shell of shell. a yeah. of a yeah. of a government system because it doesn't have like, even like, despite how um hard the empire was they had such a commitment to their ideals absolutely that they were you know you know it whatever they were doing was like clear throughout their entire culture whereas in the new republic it's it's just uh it's kind of a mess and it's kind of expected to be and I kind of like that because this is like, at least, you know, what I think Star Wars wanted to envision, like yeah. what would happen after the Rebels defeat the Empire. Like, I mean, it kind of makes that like really the peak of of their of their time as yeah. a as a group. And then, did it make what, you think what of Andor? Afterwards, did, did it make uh, you think of Andor? It kind of did. Yeah, kinda did. it reminded me a little bit of Andor. Which is well. which is kind of good, I think, because like Andor was trying to give off a certain vibe about the Empire. Yeah, and I then... think I think they were just trying to to channel what Tony Gilroy was was doing, right? Because he got the like the the cool like underground, you know, like two like spies type things sneaking around trying to steal shit. And that's sort of Andor-ish. And then you got, like, the Coruscant, like, intrigue, political shit. And that's, like, the Mon Mothma section. And, and you know, it, it just felt like they saw how good Andor was received. And they're like, yeah, we definitely need to include that. Per- Pershing's day-to-day regimen felt a lot like... Um, oh, yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. In the, in the prison. Sybil, in, Sybil Karn. Uh, remind me of him, too. Oh yeah, you know it's it's cool how those things overlap because they they uh, I don't I know mean, they speak to this like like repression of free will and wanting to do what you want. Um, yeah, and they you know they kind of are similar, but they do something different at the same time. I, I think it speaks to the peda- uh, peda- pedagogy pedagogy of the oppressed, where it's like. As soon as the um, oppressed class takes over, 
from the oppressors, it's only a matter of time before they start being just as oppressive to yeah. the previous people. Yeah. Huh. I, I think Funny you say that. that. Have you watched The Last of Us? <laughs> yes, I have. Ah, well, then you might be familiar with uh, a story concept just like that mantra in that show. <laughs> oh, yeah. That that also wrapped up last week. I don't know if we talked about that. But, yeah, I thought we it was have not. I thought We're it was not. good. I'll, I'll I'll say go watch it. Go um, watch it. Uh, I'm just a little bit sad that they didn't let. I mean, they brought Troy Baker in. He's about the same age that Joel was. Why not just 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 let him do it? Just let him do it. Nah, uh, I think he had a much better role. I think it was more fun to watch that happen to him. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it was pretty great. I, I wish it know. was a little bit more substantial because like. Ashley Johnson got a huge, maybe not like huge in terms of screen time, but like huge significance role. I don't know. I think they all got pretty cool amounts of screen time. Like they got all the actors except for, uh, oh my God, I, I'm blanking on her name, which is bad. Storm uh, Reed? Annie Wershing. Oh, they, yeah. They didn't get her back for obvious, obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. That was sad. That was sad. Yeah. She, did, they, yeah, she did a really good job. They got the actress who played Marlene just to play the same role, which is that's why cool. I'm saying just but, let fucking Troy Baker be Joel. <laughs> you know, I'm already watching Pedro Pascal is a dad. You know, I still think that like Troy looks very different. They both they both look different than like how I would envision these people. So I'm kind of glad they got new people well this is a little yeah. off the topic but yeah but and yeah it, i mean it I ties mean, into the mandalorian it's the joe it's a pedro pascal dad show it's yeah. the same fucking thing it totally is it totally is it's just mandalorian season one absolutely <laughs> absolutely it is it's, it's kind of a darker take a much darker take i don't know about that I don't know about that. You know, a horrific fungal infection that overrides your brain and turns you into a mindless zombie. You know, that I'm, that I do that every Tuesday, you know. That's 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 just normal for me. Uh, I live in Chicago. <laughs> I live in yeah. Chicago, bro. <laughs> you live in New York City, you're not much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, yeah. But I think all right, all right. All right. Episode 3 definitely reminded me of Andor. Um What did we think of like how do, how do we feel about the set design so far? What do we think about it, that? It's pretty immaculate. I think it's better than the first season. Yeah, I think it's it yeah. They're um, kind of they're kind of figuring out the bo- the biome more and more yeah. every time there's something new. Can we? Yeah. I mean, it still kind of looks funky. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like there's just some there. there's some parts where I'm like. Uh, they kind of filmed it like this, partially because it's television, you know? Yeah. But, I, I don't know, you can, like, you could just expand the shot a little bit. Just, yeah. Uh, it's just, like, the biome is so small that, like, some of these moments just are kind of, uh, packed. They're kind yeah. of very close claustrophobic. up. claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. Uh, but... You know, they've, 
it's still very I don't know. They've it looks great. Yeah. It looks really good. Like I guess it, yeah. I, I think my biggest complaint in in The Mandalorian I would say is not like anything really like as general as like, oh the cinematography or um uh the writing or the set design. No, it's it's just one character. <laughs> I do not like Amy Sedaris's character. I think she does not want to be there. The I think... armor? No, Amy Sedaris. Oh, you mean the Pelly Pelimato? You're telling me she doesn't want to be there? She looks like the person having the most fun in this show. I don't show. know. I hate her. I hate the way she delivers her lines. She's overacting it so hard because I've heard her do a really, really good job in BoJack Horseman. She does a phenomenal job in that show. It, that I, I would say that's the I mean, she highlight. Plays a, she plays a talking cat, right? Yes, and she sells it completely. Perfectly straight. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It is, yeah. And then in this one, she's like overacting and like d- just way, way hammering, like laying it on way too fucking thick. And it's just like, chill, chill. You are you are a bit part in two Star Wars shows. Fucking chill, lady. Chill the fuck out. You're fu- You you don't need you don't need to do this much. Okay, mm. chill. Uh, Jesus Christ. I, I can't really hamper on the fun she's having because like I I'd probably be just like her. I don't know. They, I think I get the vibe. I, I feel I, I don't know. I feel like I get the vibe of like Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer from Quantumania, you know? That like they clearly didn't want to be there. And I get the same vibe from her where she's like, you know, I'm just like I don't give a shit about this. I'm here to for a paycheck. I'm just gonna act fucking goofy. So like maybe she does want to be there. Maybe the money and like just the whole like nobody gives a shit about this is fucking Star Wars maybe that aspect she likes but like i i just don't get the vibe that she's taking it very seriously i don't know she speaks jawaese she speaks jawaese in this show how can this person not be taking her i i think that's that's where she's like i'm just going to speak a bunch of fucking gibberish this is this is what they're giving me i was in the best animated show of the decade and now they're giving me this shit I, I, I don't see it, but I mean, yeah, I just, I don't like whenever we go to Tatooine, I know I'm going to cringe. I know I'm going to cringe and I just accept it. You know? Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think you're just going to have to accept it, man. Yeah. How how do we feel about Grogu this season? How do you feel about Grogu? Uh, The puppet. They they know how to make this puppet do stuff. I don't. I like this episode a lot. Like uh, for the character, this chapter twenty that just came out. Yeah. They did. They uh. They gave him this moment that felt very reminiscent of the first season with Din, and you know, kind of. I don't know. It gives you that's it's like a use for the flashback. There's a yeah. reason for it. 
you know, kind of. Other than to have a fucking Ahmed Best cameo, other than that, which was so fucking cool. It was it was probably my favorite thing in that episode. That was awesome. That was so cool. (laughs) I think it goes. I think it goes Ahmed Best. Everything else in that episode. But Uh, no, Tamara coming back. Every time Tamara comes back, I love it. I love it. I love hearing his voice. It's great. So happy. Yeah. He should have done more stuff in Star Wars. We should have given him more work. He got a whole fucking TV show about him. We should have given him all the voices in Clone Wars. I'm sorry, D. Bradley Baker, but Tamara Morrison does you it think better. He, do you think he would have taken the job? I wish he I also, I also, wish they had offered it to him. I don't, I don't know if I could see anybody, anybody else playing Captain Rex than D. Bradley Baker. I think you are going to see somebody else playing Captain Rex at some point. You know, Tamara is getting old enough to where he would be able to play uh, original trilogy Captain Rex. So you're going to see that. And I think it's going to be great. I think he's really phenomenal as an actor. And I, yeah, I think he's got the range. I think he had the range. But anywho, um, uh, we got to wrap this shit up soon. Damn. Oh. I want to talk more. I want to talk more. This will just be an extra long episode. It just kind of goes. I've got more. It's very easy to just go on and on about Star Wars. There's just so much to appreciate. It's just, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's my favorite thing. I think it goes. I mean, what about you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think definitely this is easily the best entertainment franchise on the whole, on the whole. Best entertainment franchise. Um, maybe they're not like the best films o- ever made, like uh, just from like a technical standpoint. But I that fucking pretty fucking good for a technical. A lot of point. a lot of them are, yeah. You know, uh, A New Hope, Empire, phenomenal fucking like films from like technological standpoints, like just the techniques that they were able to use. Um, uh, the way they implemented the score, you know, but after that, you know, after, after Return of the Jedi, about halfway through Return of the Jedi, it's just like, and they're treading their wheels, but Return of the Jedi is the best movie ever made. I will fucking fight anyone who disagrees. <laughs> the best film ever made. I do not care who you are or where you're from. I will go and fight you if you disagree. Well, name a time, name a place. I will be there. I will kick you, your ass. You've got a lot of people in your lineup. If 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 you're saying this is the best movie, it is. It absolutely is. It's 100%. not even Harrison Ford's best movie. I don't care. I don't care. Raiders of the Lost Ark is probably a better made film. I don't care. I don't care. It's number two. Uh, Return of the Jedi is number one. Uh, wow. Yeah, but wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Raiders okay. is number two. <laughs> You're just making the list right now. I mean, like... you know, why not? But I, I think, know. all right, I let's. Built a lot of movies. Yeah. I do. We, do say? we really have anything else to say? Because I want to get into predictions. All right. You're. I th- you're welcome to. Is there any other points you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I think you gave me ample 
time to gush. So yeah. <laughs> you can move on. Oh shit! No, I I wanted to. I we were talking about this before. I wanna I wanna say now. I wanna do my 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 point for the record of why I hate Padme so fucking much. Cause uh, so she is the reason why Grogu escaped. Uh, as was revealed in this episode spoilers but it, it'll... she does a lot of things for this universe the universe would like kind of fall apart if padme was not around but also she's a bad person and i hate her she's a bad person yes she's and a will, bad person i will go all right all right let's you, hear are you ready? it this, are you ready this... so in attack of the clones the the first scene of the fucking movie what happens she gets her shit fucking rocked her decoy gets killed. A whole bunch of her fucking crew gets killed. The only people who survive on that fucking platform are two droids and Captain Typho and her, right? Yeah, we love Typho. Absolutely. Fucking king shit. Captain Panaka would never. Did you know he turned out to be a, a, a Palpatine simp and he got killed by Saw Gerrera? Captain Panaka from a Oh, from I didn't someone? know this. I didn't yeah, know this happened. Yeah, he did. He got turned into a... a he was a... Uh, a Palpatine simp, but yeah. Anywho, um, so what happens? Boom, she gets her shit fucking blown up. First thing she says, first thing she says, I think Count Dooku did it. I think Count fucking Dooku did it. And she's right. She is correct. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. What is she doing? She goes to, so, so she is at the fucking military creation bill. Uh, she's trying to vote against it. And it doesn't make any sense why Count Dooku would, in universe, want to blow her up. Like, like obviously we know like his motives, but like according to them, it should make no fucking sense why Count Dooku, who wants to peacefully secede from the Republic, would want to kill the person who is trying to make uh, uh, pacifism. You know, who, who's opposing the military creation act. That doesn't make sense. No, why? Why would he kill the main person who's on his side? Is what I'm saying. No, because I mean, we know why he's doing it because from a from a doyalist perspective, like out. And what does that what does that have to do with your grievances? With anywho, any I'm just saying that's a big plot hole in the in the prequels. Anywho, she's like Count Dooku fucking did it. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I I'm. She will go against Mace fucking Windu, and she'll be like, no, he fucking did it. Uh. And then she's like, she she gets uh, almost assassinated again, still thinking that Count Dooku's fucking behind it. Then she Which goes off, right. and she is, and she is, she absolutely is. She gets it in in the first try. Then she goes off. She starts banging Anakin. Um, this is get, not. This is not how it happens. This I, is like a eye banging. This is like a they're, gross. They're a mentally banging. Summary of events. <laughs> Mental banging Anakin, and then, uh, fucking Geonosis happens. She's like, "I love you. Let's have, let's get married and have babies." Um, and then, uh, Battle of Geonosis happens. Anakin and Obi Wan, fucking, she gets knocked out of the gunship. Anakin and Obi Wan escape. They go to fucking, uh, Dooku's place. Anakin fucks up Dooku. They're 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 fighting, you know, and the Dooku just <laughs> chops his fucking arm off and kicks his ass. Chops his fucking arm straight off, and Padme comes in. Pew 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 pew. Dooku gets away, right? Okay. She knows that Count Dooku 
is a Sith Lord and that he maimed her husband. She okay. knows both of these things. Okay. Because Anakin and Obi-Wan know that Count Dooku is a Sith Lord, and I su- and Anakin definitely would have told her. And she knows that Count Dooku chopped his fucking arm off. And yet, what does she do? As soon as she gets back to the Senate, she starts trying to reduce the military budget and stop the production of new clone troopers. This is her character. This is what she does. She doesn't want war. Okay, but if not... you don't kill the Sith... All right, all right. What? But, but think about this, right? Think about this. She wants a peaceful end to the situation. She wants the Separatists to go free. She wants Count Dooku to get away. The same guy who, tr- who mur- attempted to murder her. I don't think those are her goals. I think... Well, what is she going to do to Count Dooku if they end the war? How, how is Count Dooku going to face justice? What are they going to do about it? I don't Nothing. think that's her priority as much as it is probably like, you know, the ensuring that the galaxy doesn't go through war because war is bad. War but she was knows to her people and she she knew how bad it was for everyone. But she so, knows that Count Dooku is a fucking war criminal Sith Lord who wants to enslave all the non-humans in the galaxy. And if he does, he does. He does. He's a Sith Lord. All Sith want that. Sith are all racist. Have you, haven't you ever played Star Wars The Old Republic? They're all racists. Uh, no. They, well, they don't. They're not all racists. They are. They're you human could, supremacists. You could literally play a Sith and okay. be not a racist. If you are a non-racist, or... people view you as being not normal. If you are a non-racist. And in fact, one of the Sith's one one of the main stories is about racism because you are a slave who becomes a Sith Lord. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, she knows that Count about Dooku slavery it's worked about with slavery. the Zygerians, the Zygerian slave empire. Yeah, she knows he was trying to bring it back. That that's a little bit after. That's a little bit after. Yeah, I know? don't think she like directly knows that. In the be well, I assume she fucking well. So first of all, in chronological order, that hadn't happened yet before she was doing like the here. Let's try and do a, a peace and a, and a neutrality. Peace and I'm talks. gonna yeah. But Anakin is still fighting. So what she does is she tries to like lower the military budget and stop producing new clones. That is going to put her husband in more danger because he won't have any like reinforcements or uh. uh shit to draw on if his clones start getting depleted and there's no more clones he's fucked he could get killed she is trying to get her husband killed that 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 will kill him is by by doing what by ending the war no no, well she's not ending the war that that happens later so if we're we're talking right now Mm -hmm. so so in like season one and season two um actually season two and season three um there's like the little arc. It's broken up into two separate seasons and there's like two different like chronologies happening. It's that's one of the parts that pisses me off about the um, Clone Wars. And also they're out of order. Like uh, the Star Wars dot com watch list actually has them out of order. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So. But but anywho, so she's trying to get like peace or or uh, no, she's trying to stop the military creation act. 
um, and like stop producing new clones. Yes. And that's when um, Senator Farr gets murdered. Um, yeah. That it, it's that arc, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she does. She's she's trying to get less clones, right? But Anakin yeah. needs those clones to survive. Anakin is still fighting on the front lines. She knows Anakin won't give up because he wants to destroy Count Dooku because he's a fucking Jedi and that's what Jedi I mean, are supposed okay, to do. I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that, uh, what your point is. Yeah. That, like, you know, since he is in an active war, she is making off it... against less soldiers would make she's... it more difficult for him to do his job as a general. She's making it more likely that he's going to get killed. Like, that is true. That is a true fact. If he has less clones, then he's in more danger. And he. I don't know if those things are directly related. But it, it, and it's not just him, right? Because 212 Jedi, 212 was the number that went to Geonosis, right? Because we should remember that the clones are what killed the Jedi. Well, all right, that happens later. She doesn't know that yet. But. But, you know, even when she doesn't know that, she's probably doing something that would help the Jedi out. Okay, but... If but there were to happen. Watsonian. She's... Watsonian perspective, not Doyleist. She is making it more likely that her husband is going to get killed. And, and also, every other Jedi who came and helped her, because there were 212 of them, 70% died. Almost everyone died. The, the, the people who were alive at the end of it in the arena was 30. There were 30 Jedi left. But he, they, he didn't send all the Jedi. He just sent no, a lot of Jedi. But all the ones, it, it's an insult to all the ones who got killed that she's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to make it more likely, likely that the rest of you are going to get killed as well. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it harder. I'm going to make it harder for you. Even though you came and saved my life and from, from a evil Sith Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it harder for you because I don't like you. I don't know. I think if we're going to compare this to the real world, I would be on her side because I think, you know, there is such a thing as too much military. All right. If Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got kidnapped by ISIS and the U.S. military showed up, killed them all, and a bunch of them got killed to save her, but... They they went in. They saved her ass. That the fucking Navy SEALs did a little rescue op. It would be like if she immediately came home and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna actually lower the Navy SEALs budget. We just don't need that many." We, I don't we, think that's you know. the same thing. I think it's like, oh, we should probably just have, I don't know, a smaller military. Because we don't need that big of a military. If we're on the front line, all right, fine, all right. It would be like if in World War Two, uh, one of our politicians got kidnapped by the Nazis, and the U.S. military saved them, and then in the middle of the war, that congressman came home and was like, "Okay, let's let's get rid of let's slash the military budget." You know, they don't need it. They don't need it. It's ungrateful, is what it is. And also, she knows the danger of what would happen if a significant set of the galaxy was run by a Sith Lord. So, I... I mean, frankly, we kind of see that. We kind of see that a little bit, and, like, it's not that bad. It Well, it's not parts. that bad until he actually takes over. If he wins the war, he's going to implement Sith law. 
And that's going to be bad. That He hasn't yet because he needs the public to be on his side. But once he takes over, what's going to happen? That'd be a cool what if. If Dooku won, he'd probably have a stronger Senate presence. Yeah. May- maybe planets. he wouldn't have gone full evil, but we we saw him. Like, you saw yeah, him he, in Clone Wars. He he's fucking evil. evil. Yeah. He's pretty damn evil. Yeah, imagine if the whole galaxy command if he commanded like half the galaxy it would be terrible it would be awful yeah so anywho Mm -hmm. i think you know peace is good but sometimes war is necessary and if you want to sue for peace after dooku and grievous and ventress are all dead that's fine but as long as they're still alive you have a moral duty to keep going until you can remove them from power. Yeah. And she doesn't want to do that. And I think that is why she's a bad person, especially considering she's married to one of Dooku's victims. I think, I think that is uh, a pretty big issue. And that's, that's the crux of why I don't like her. I think she is a pacifist when she has more cause than anyone to not be. Mm-hmm. And that's that is why I don't like her. And that rant over. There you go. That's why I don't All like right. Padme. Okay. Well, I'd say as far as reasons go, like it's it's rational, but it's also not like for me. It's not a really strong reason to hate her for, against everything else she has done. Like so much she has done in 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 the world i mean i don't know i just it's hard to redeem yourself after that mm-hmm. well i think she still does i mean she i mean you could like say the same thing that like oh you know she is her husband killed a lot of kids oh yeah like a lot anakin is also evil Anakin but, is also evil. But then she, you know, she like she like witnesses that and she still goes to attempt to appease him. And that's yeah. not that's and not that's, justice. That's, what that's her not character is. that's not justice for the victims. That's what her character is. She is an appeaser. She is uh, what, ki- I really what would the kids say? What would the kids say? She should have shot him. In Absolutely. the chest for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. 100% he committed genocide. I was I was mostly joking about what she should do. But yes, he did do that. Yes, that is her character. She is an appeaser. There's literally, there's literally a character named Lanover Villacham, which is like a, t- a tuckerization of Neville Chamberlain, who is the prime minister in Britain, who did appeasement with Hitler. And I still think she is a better Chamberlain analog than he is because that is what she does. That is Uh absolutely what she does. And she is a terrible person for it. You have to learn to fight your battles. You have to learn to pick your battles. And she doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Uh Okay. <laughs> Big red button time. Big red button time. All right. Let's hear it. 
you get all the weapons and armor of a Mandalorian, but you can never take your helmet off in front of anyone. Ah, uh, no! <laughs> Do I get a cool helmet? I Yo, mean... that would suck. That would suck so much, bro. I mean, I wear a hat around everywhere, but a helmet is, like, completely different. I think they're climate-controlled. Yo, I I might have to take it down because I uh, we might get, be getting a little too much into this, but I spend nights with somebody and I can't imagine falling asleep with a helmet on. That would be so annoying. Well, I also live with a roommate. There's just a lot of like I'm just constantly around people. So when you say this, you would imply I would constantly be wearing a helmet. Yep. I mean, yeah, I'd Can't have a shit in front ton. Of I'd have in front of anyone. Yeah, I'd have like wrist rockets and shit, and I don't know if jetpacks jet pack, count as a weapon. Jetpack counts. You got knee guns. You get you get a, a fucking grappling. The whistling or birds. tether. Those you get a cool. tether. You get. Uh. I'll even throw in the fucking dark saber. You know what? You can have it. You can have it. Bro, but... I would just I would use it. To kill myself for not being able to take off my helmet ever. You can't. It it won't punch through Beskar. It, it won't. It'll just bounce off. I would just wear the. I would just wear the helmet. No, you have to. I would just look so stupid. Any part of your armor. You I can't would look any part of your armor. That's not the. That's not the rules. Isn't unless it? it's the big red button rules. No. No. I thought I it was think just it, the helmet. See, I don't understand how Paz Vizsla can have a kid if he if he either he had the kid before. Or he did it with his helmet on. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's. They, I think they it both, is the full armor. I think it is they, the full armor. They got it on with helmets on. No, I think. I think you have to. It's just the helmet. I think it's just the helmet. <clears throat> I mean, it is kind of interesting, like because they don't. They don't, you know, go into removing anything else like that hasn't happened in the show yeah but i I might have to pass just because i think it is the helmet i think as much as you are still allowed to bone i think as much as owning blasters and uh a lightsaber and there's a lot of things going for this but i can't push that button because that fucking helmet would suck. It would stink. It's probably. climate controlled. It's fine. It'll be fine. And it's like a cast, right? They can't smell it if you never take it off. Uh, I and think you can I still get... bathe. You can think... still bathe. It's just you can yeah. never take it off in front of another person. Mm. So no one would ever see your face ever again. You know what? We kind of lived through something like that pretty recently. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's not like This that. stuff sounds oddly familiar to something we've all lived through as an experience. <laughs> Would it be that different? Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, your, my mom says hi. Oh, hello. Hi, Amanda. He says hi, Amanda. She brought me a smoothie. She's nice. fucking best. Oh my god. Right on. Sorry Fuck. about sorry about your mom, but 
Uh, did Ping bring you a, a smoothie recently? Didn't think so. No. Exactly. Nope. We do live like three hours apart right now, so uh, nope, it'd be hard for her to do. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Well, Anywho. I might go and buy one. Would you press the button? Would you wear a Would you wear a helmet hmm. everywhere all the time? You wouldn't be able to drink that smoothie in front of her. You'd have to be like, "Mom, close She's the door." She's not in front of me. She's not in front of me. She went. You have to be like, "Mom, close the door. I gotta take my <laughs> helmet off." <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if I'm you'd getting like, a fucking dark saber and a like, jetpack, Mom, don't come in. I don't have my helmet on. <laughs> 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 you know i mean i mandalorians can still fuck i mean i think they probably obviously can. i think they had to make it the the helmet rule because people were not boinking because i, I think it probably used to be you can't show any of your skin but I think I think they had to be like, okay, we're experiencing some population growth issues. I think we are going to need to allow them to boink. But yeah, they they could do it. They just have to keep their helmets on, you know. That's, yeah, now now that's it's you have to keep the helmets on. Yeah, yeah. Be, I don't know. I, I think, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But would you would you press that button? I don't know. I think I think. The Mandalorian armor has a diaper and stuff too, so you never have to like go to the bathroom again. Um, I mean, this—you're putting a lot more clauses on yourself about the armor. I'm thinking the helmet alone is not—I couldn't do it. But I don't know. I think, I think we need to know. You you need to you need to give one answer. Would I you th- take Would you take the darts? The the howling whistling birds whistling, whistling birds. birds would you take the dark saber at the cost of no one would be able to see your face mm, i don't know i think i think it would be pretty cool i don't know man i think it's pretty cool <laughs> come on man that's pretty epic hey you gotta yo, admit you're totally i would i would lose a lot of people on, on my side if I, if I wore a helmet everywhere they'd be like fuck no fuck no you'd be dressed like a fucking Mandalorian that's cool as hell nah mm-mm. Mm-mm. You, you'd hit that button is that what it's you're saying tempting. it's uh it, I think it depends on the day but it's like 60 40 for me right now <laughs> all right you know I'll take that I'll take that I'll take a little lean yeah Whoa, you're sipping lean, bro. <laughs> you're partying hard. No, I mean leaning towards uh, one decision. Sure, sure, sure. I'm yeah. off the lean. Young thug, young thug, sipping codeine. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. but yeah, I think there we go. That's our that's our extra long Mandalorian season three special. Yes. Or halfway through season this three. This was special. cool. How do you how do you feel about a real Star Wars episode on your podcast? Oh my god. The fact that I went forty seven episodes without it. Yeah, I, I should never have to impressive. go through that kind of torture and one, again. And one episode without complaining. Don't forget that. What a what a milestone Dude, for you. I can't tell you which one's worse. I can't tell you which one's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay. Yeah, my well. God. No swearing and no complaining. I want. I want to. I want to. I want to mention that. Yeah, those both things. 
Yeah. Wow. Bofa. Yeah. Haha. Uh-huh. Okay. Well. Yeah. Is there anything I'm, else? I'm trying to. Oh, oh, I, I had one more story from when Jacob was here. Uh, okay. All right. So before we go. More jokes. No. Um. Just a story. Pretty much. So we're at the aquarium, right? So he told me those two jokes while we were walking from the car to the aquarium. So we're in the aquarium. We're at the, 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 the food place, right? I'm not super hungry. So he gets, uh, but he is, so he gets pizza and dipping dots, right? He forgets to get a fork, right? Or what? he forgets to get a spoon, right? Okay. He forgets to get a yeah. spoon for his dipping dots. Um, so he's eating his pizza with this, with the fork, right? Um, and then I'm like, Oh, do you want me to go get you a spoon? He's like, no, I got it. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm just going to use a fork. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're not going to use, you're not going to use your pizza fork to eat those dipping Dots. He's like, oh, no, I am. And I was like, I'm not going to let you do that. So I take the, the fork away from him. I finish up his pizza because he couldn't, he couldn't finish it. And I'm <laughs> just sounds I, like Jacob. I get up to go get him a spoon. And when I come back, he's eating his dippin fucking dipping Dots with that goddamn pizza fork. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And then, and then he said, he's like, you know why they call them dipping Dots? Because you're supposed to dip your pizza in them. And I swear to God, I swear to God, he was about to do that. <laughs> Thank God I stopped him. I, oh my God. What a, was, what a lad. That was the... Uh, <laughs> so gross. The pizza it's dip so and dots gross. combo. I mean, they're all going down the same hatch. <laughs> oh, you don't so want gross. you don't want a little bit of that like pepperoni grease. <laughs> You're dipping dots. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut up. My God. Oh my word. Oh, okay, we need to end this so I can puke okay yeah all right <laughs> sounds good <laughs> so i want to thank justin connor our patron thank you for supporting us financially it helps us to do cool stuff uh helps us run this business real real smooth yeah thank you justin yeah uh if you want to go over to support us uh patreon.com slash iihs podcast for three dollars you get the uh shout out in every episode and for five dollars you get uh early access to all our episodes ad free as soon as they're edited and that, you know what that's that's a pretty great deal and uh yeah so patreon.com slash iihs podcast all one word if you want to reach us on social media we are at iihs podcast on twitter and instagram it's the best place to go for uh updates about when the podcast goes up if you want to ask q a best place to reach us but other than that, I have been incredibly influential. And I have been highly successful. And we will talk to you guys next week.